and welcome to Mary Ginmas with me, Sophie, aka Mary, aka this is also known as Mary's Ginmas, because I talk about gin and I'm Mary and it's Christmas. There you go. We're on to day 15 of our little advent calendar enterprise. We're only 10 days before Christmas. We are over halfway. Didn't think of that. For our little advent song today, I thought it should be 15 Peugeot's Parking, which I know is an odd one, but we'll get to it when we get to the gin. So I thought yesterday, I was like, oh, because I know what two of the gins are, because they kind of gave you a preview, the crafting club, or what gins were coming. I was like, oh, I hope it's one of the ones that, you know, I think this is the only one that I have tried. Yes, it is the only one I have tried that I know of in the calendar. But I've only tried it once, and that was because I took, I bought like um, a shot of it. But I didn't shot it, I sipped it neatly um, in a pub. I probably should tell you what the gin is because this is, I'm just I'm just building up the hype for you to think. Oh, what's this gin? What have you tried before? But I was very excited to try it again. Are you ready? I should do a little drum roll. Don't know if this is picking it up. Might be picking it up. So actually, today's gin is the Burley's Leicester Dry Gin, King Richard the Third. So why is it exciting? Um, I like really a big fan of Burley's gin because it comes from my hometown of Leicester. Um, I have, if you'll see on the Instagram picture, if you're having a look. Um, the picture is of the other two Burley's gins, which I'm a big fan of, which is the Leicester Tigers gin and the Leicester City gin, which I think those are my second. It's my third Tigers gin bottle. I used two of those bottles actually on my tables at my wedding not that long ago, which is quite exciting. It was quite a nice little extra touch to have those bottles there. So Burley's is made actually not in Leicester, but in Leicestershire, which I'm also from, but different part. And this gin is their, one of their other kind of flavour ones to have. It's the Richard III and the little bottle has the red label with the kind of burly symbol and the writing, King Richard III, the Richard III symbol that they kind of used at the visitor centre. And it says Dynasty, Death and Discovery. Um, it's 40% ABV. I'm pretty certain it's been made in connection. So for those listening who might not know, and if you haven't listened to Gin and Tea podcast with me and Craig went on a complete tangent talking about Richard III. Richard III was a king of England, because I know we've got some international listeners, and he died in 1485. He was killed at the Battle of Bosworth, which was also in Leicestershire, right bang in the middle of England, in the Midlands. And he was killed by Henry VII, Henry Tudor, who was the father of Henry VIII. And there was a whole big thing. I won't go into it now. But anyway, Richard III, supposedly his body was taken up to Leicester, and there was rumours it was thrown over a bridge into a river, and no one ever knew where he was. Until a few years ago, there was quite a few... People who were kind of like really wanted to know where he was found, what was happening. And he was found buried in under a council car park in Leicester, which is where the old Greyfriars Chapel would have been. It's one of the old churches in Leicester. The funny story is my aunt was telling me it was an old council car park. And actually where they found him buried, there was actually an R painted, weirdly, at pretty much the spot where he was buried. Which is a bit freaky, a bit coincidental. But that was painted long before they thought, oh, he's buried here. Um, but yeah, she used to park and there used to be a pound to park in this car park way back. And yeah, they dug up this car park with newfound evidence and they found him randomly. And they managed to date him from like taking samples of the bone and dating to relatives they'd known down the years. So yeah, it's kind of famous. There was a whole big thing about York wanting him back because he wanted from York. But he is actually buried now in Leicester Cathedral, which is just across the way from the Greyfriars Chapel. Well, the ruins. And the car park is now a big visitor centre which I've never been to but I will one day and I'm pretty certain this gin they kind of made it to kind of sell in there and um, yep I've been to see where he's buried and kind of laid to rest in Leicester Cathedral just across the way so not far from where he's been for hundreds of years anyway 
Uh, and I actually went to the dig site while it was still open before the visitor center went on. It's all very exciting. As you can see, kind of a big passion of my, my history. So this episode might be a bit longer because I've given you a whole history talk, but there you go. It's um, a little kind of glimpse before Craig and I do our history podcast, which we're planning to do as well, because it's another passion that we have next year. So keep your ears peeled. We probably will do an episode on Richard III. I can discuss more in general about why it's so interesting. But yes, Burleys do these. Like I said, they do the other two that I really like as well. And um, yeah, I'll tell you a bit about their story as always. Let me just grab this up. So the Burleys gin story, um, distilled in the heart of England. The Midlands is the heart of England. It's not the north, it's not the south. I'll argue with someone at work today about that. And they are nestled in the rolling hills of Charm with forests. The Burleys gin distillery sits bubbling away, building from scratch converted cattle barn. First bottle was distilled in 2014. The rest, as they say, is history. Um, they say it's authentic, bold and always authentic results. Um, the core range reflects dedicated top quality gin. And then the signature gin, which I have tried once, their pink edition, and then the other ones we've we've had as well. Um, they do a lot of collaborations. Like I said, we've got the Leicester City Gin, the Leicester Tigers Gin, and the Richard III Foundation, which is their gins, which I'm a big fan of. And they've also got a new one this year, which I do want to try with. They collaborated with the National Forest, which looks really nice. I'm sure that'll be lovely and piney and great. So that's on my Christmas list to kind of try, which is exciting. Um, they're also a really sustainable business, and they want to make their connection to the natural world, which is also the natural National Forest Gin and reduce their carbon footprint and improve sustainability. And they're actually pledging to be more eco-friendly, which is, you know, I love that go greener things. And they're saying that all their gin is handcrafted and distilled. And they've got a copper pot still. I don't have a name for the copper pot, but there you go. And um, yeah, they've got a lot of different things. If you want a really random other fact, I did a Richard III escape room in Leicester as well, which is right nearby where a bar is that sells this gin. And I think we went afterwards to one of the gins. That might be when I tried it. So there you go. They have a little different range. And the one we're trying today is the Richard III, which I've said a lot. But, you know, just in case you haven't heard, it's that. Um, but anyway, this gin, it's drawn from its namesake, taking inspiration from the last time the Lost King sat upon the throne. Botanical blend of sage, thyme, clove and mace combines herbs and spices which have been sat in pride of place in the kitchens of King Richard III's palaces. Which is really quite interesting. It says on the nose, refreshing orange, followed by mellow herbaceous notes and warming spice. Palette, fresh and floral notes of rose blossom up front with gentle orange, followed by thyme and pepper. And the finish is fading warm and mellow finish with lasting flavours of clove and orange. And as I said, I've only tried it once, so I will give it another smell as normal and let you know what it is. It is, you get very much this kind of lovely kind of spice. You get kind of the citrus undertone and then a lot of it, it could be like the mace and the clove coming through. It smells a bit like, so I put in the picture yesterday, a spice rack for all these new spices we've just got. And it does remind me a bit of that, that kind of spice kind of undertone with it. You can just hear me sniffing. I'm sorry for all these kind of things. You're just hearing me sniffing as you're listening. Hope you all don't mind. But yeah, it's it's one of those spices which I think must be the mace, which I don't know as much about coming through with the spice. And the orange is kind of there to give a hint of sweetness on it. But yeah, it's got quite a lot on the nose. Um, there's a lot going on. It's kind of inviting. So we should give it a try. Oh. There's another one that kind of goes up my nose. What you get is you get that lovely herby note, kind of floral, 
it is it is saying it's the floral kind of rose which i think i'm also getting on the nose with the gentle orange but you also get really early on which went up my nose this burst of pepper so you're getting that kind of nice kind of sweet and then you get a burst of pepper and then it's quite nice kind of mellows out you get that kind of orangey again and you get that kind of herbiness coming through that you get on the nose so much but yeah it is so kind of fading warmth it's not one that's sticking anywhere in my mouth it's not sticking to the top or the sides it's kind of like just kind of warmth around and it is a mellow finish it's not really punchy it kind of peters out nicely but it has good length on it uh, i'll have another little try yeah you get a burst of that sweetness and then get the other kind of pepper up your nose which like i said it kind of pushes up you get the slight burst on the top of your palate and then it kind of just rounds nicely all round it's kind of warming it's not feeling it's only 40 percent, which i know and what a lot of them are but it's not giving in that burn because that pepper that kind of like spiciness is really kind of coming through around the back of it and it is the clove that's kind of the last bit kind of petering out just kind of keeping it warm on your palate it's a very wintry drink so i can see why they've added it to the advent calendar and i would say like because it's just the end of like plantagenet kind of cusp of tudor you would imagine these are the kind of flavors you'd have if you had a big massive banquet kind of enjoying them together um yeah really quite exciting i can imagine the banquet them having it because i actually grew up near a castle that the man was building and then richard iii decided to behead him lord william hastings and um, the castle was never finished. So, you know, also kind of that connection there. I can imagine if it had been finished, just having a lovely banquet in the castle, enjoying that as well. But yeah, it's great. Um, is it a hard one for me to rate? Because I am I'm going to say I'm biased towards Burleys because, you know, I have to be passionate and I have come across them before. And especially now finding out more about the Econos. I know a lot of them have, but kind of pushing that and having this National Forest gin. Um, and I think this is a really good gin. I do prefer, like, I can just literally drink so much of the Tiger's gin. The Leicester City one, if you want a comparison, is a bit more kind of licorice-y. It's a bit more aniseed which I'm not as keen on, even though, like, Bongella gin the other day. That was all right, actually. Um, <laughs> and this one's got a bit more of that spice, a bit more of that peppery, which I'm not as keen. But I think it's really well-rounded, really kind of good. Um, and it's got a lot going on. And it's one that you can drink neat. I think with some ice, I wouldn't put that much with it because it would kill some of the flavours. And I'm always more up for drinking, as you know, gins neat rather than having to mix it. I wouldn't go around and add this to my mixing list at the end. So I will give it a 4.25, 4.5. Um, like I said, I prefer the Tiger's Gin just because it's got such a lot going on on the palate. I, I can let you know if you're intrigued about how the test the Tiger's Gin compares to that uh let's have a look so you can know what flavors i like um that one's like piney eucalyptus and bright citrusy notes and then you get juniper kind of zesty pine and then floral notes at the back and i didn't realize it had palmavite and lavender because i'm not fans of either of those flavors but yeah i do like piney gins i do kind of like kind of citrusy kind of floralness and i do really like the lesser tigers one more so that's why i can't quite give this that but i love it it's really good. I might have to get one of these again because when I had it the other time, I wasn't too sure of the peppery notes, but maybe my palate's mellows a bit. So there, yeah, 4.25, 4.5. It's up there with some of the ones we've had that have been unique. I think I'll have to probably go back and do a nice review, advent review show for you in the new year because I'll have to go back because it's always really hard when you start day one and like, mm, I'm not sure with that. But yeah, knowing what the other ones and knowing what Burleys, I'd have to give it that. 
love Richard III, not what he did, but the whole kind of story, which I'm sure you realise with all the passionate talk I've given you today <laughs> and the fact we're a few minutes over my normal. I try to aim for 10 minutes. So hopefully you don't mind that for our 15th of December treat. And the little pun of 15 Peugeot's parking is the Peugeot's or making a joke. So I was like, what car begins with P? I was like, oh, Peugeot, which is kind of French and Richard Fern kind of like, Kings had French connections. You can have the Peugeot's parking in the car park over him. There you go. Hope you enjoyed your little kind of history chat today. A little bit of a nice kind of peppery, rosy gin, which I'm really quite a fan of. And um, I will catch you all tomorrow. We have just finished Wednesday, so nearly the weekend, last weekend before Christmas. And um, we'll catch you all tomorrow. Drink responsibly. Have a wonderful evening. Take care. And goodbye from me, and as always, goodbye.